Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Going astray in the wrong way will always start in the heart. That's why in verse 23 we are admonished, exhorted, warned that we need to guard our heart. Why? Because out of it flow the issues of life. In other words, it will always start in the heart. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Proverbs. Guard your heart. As you listen to today's message from Pastor J.D., he teaches you that the issues of life always start in the heart. The heart can be deceitful, and it's important to regularly check its condition. Going astray from the Lord always starts in the heart. Pastor J.D. encourages you to protect your heart. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. We left off last week in Proverbs chapter 3, so we'll pick it up in chapter 4. And Lord willing, make it through to chapter 5. All right, chapter 4, let's jump in. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender, and the only one in the sight of my mother. You know who he's talking about, by the way, right? This is Solomon, right? You know who his mom and dad were? David and Bathsheba, which is interesting. And I, I highlight that because Solomon was born to Bathsheba, who was now married to David, King David, after an adulterous relationship that also brought about another child. We know not the name. We are assuming because of David's prayer and the detail that's recorded for us in Scripture that it was a boy, because David prayed and cried out to the Lord and said, I, he cannot come to me. He cannot come to me, but I can go to him. So this would have been, if this son had lived, Solomon's older brother. Now Solomon had other brothers and sisters born to David when he was in Hebron, one of which was Absalom. We know about him. Another Amnon. I mean this, these half-brothers of his older than him, long gone, (laughs) both of them, died horrible deaths. But he was David's son that had a good relationship with his father as his father's son. And that's what he's referring to here. And the same is true with 
his mother. And I think this speaks to the paramount importance of parenting. When it comes to the role of a mother in the life of a child, certainly in the life of a son, but it also, I believe, speaks to, as one said, this dynamic of that we not only teach our children, we actually end up also teaching our grandchildren. Now for those of you who have grandchildren, you understand this. I don't have grandchildren yet. I'm actually not in any hurry, <laughs> but it, should the Lord tarry, I would love to have grandchildren, but it's almost like by default, by proxy in a way, we are actually as fathers teaching not only our sons and daughters, but our grandsons and our granddaughters. And so here is Solomon now imparting to his son that which was imparted to him by his father, who was David, and his mother, who was Bathsheba. Verse 4, He also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands, and live. Get wisdom, verse 5. Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. And here again, a personification of wisdom, referring to wisdom as her. Do not forsake wisdom. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her. Love wisdom, and she will keep you. Wisdom, verse 7 is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And I like this. And in all you're getting, get understanding while you're at it. It doesn't say why you're at it. I added that. But in other words, while you're at it, get wisdom. And while you're getting wisdom, get understanding. Get understanding. Get wisdom. Don't just get it. Keep it. Love it. Cherish it. Exalt it. Verse 8, exalt her, and she, speaking of wisdom, will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She, wisdom, will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear, my son, verse 10, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction tightly. Get a tight hold on it. Do not let go. Keep her, listen, for she is your life. Wow. I hope this doesn't sound too over the top when I say it. You see it there on the screen. But when it comes to wisdom, 
It can be a matter of life and death, literally. Literally. I say that because foolishness can cost you your life. That's what Solomon is saying. That's the seriousness with which Solomon writes these words and says of wisdom that you need to get wisdom, hold tightly to wisdom, because wisdom will protect you. Wisdom will preserve your life. Wisdom will save your life. In other words, folly can cost you your life, literally. (laughs) And one need look no further than to those whose life was cut short unnecessarily by virtue of one foolish decision. The foolishness of getting behind the wheel when intoxicated cost them their life. How about this one? The foolishness of that one decision to do drugs and the damage to the brain is for the rest of their life. The foolishness in the heat of the moment to engage, which we're going to talk more about in chapter 5, in sexual immorality, and oh the cost. It may not be that it cost one their life, but it can certainly have far-reaching consequences for the rest of one's life. The sexually transmitted disease, that unwanted pregnancy, which by the way leads to what we see now taking place. You know, this is really nothing new under the sun. The Israelites, it's hard to talk about, let alone think about, but because sexual immorality was so rampant, all of these unwanted babies were born. And because they didn't have what we know today in our modern day practice in medicine, they they didn't know anything of abortion in a clinic. They would take those babies, of which there were many, the product of sexual immorality. And we're talking about the Israelites. And for those of you that go to Israel with us, the outside of the city walls, it's called the Valley of Gehenna. Gehenna. It's literally the, the Valley of Hell, Hades. The Valley of the Drums is another name for it. You know what they would do? They would take these babies, these unwanted babies, the product of their sexual immorality, and they would sacrifice that baby to the god Molech there in this valley, right outside the city walls of the ancient city of Jerusalem. And this god Molech was an iron statue. You can do an internet search and see an artist rendition of the image of this. And I hadn't planned on talking about this, but I think maybe it's apropos given what we're going to be looking at here in the Proverbs tonight. But the arms of this statue was an iron statue were outstretched and they had a fire inside of the statue that would actually burn the baby alive and they would drown out the sounds of 
the baby's screams by the drums, which were louder as they sacrificed this baby to this god Molech. That's, by the way, where we get the expression fire in the belly. Uh, That's where that comes from. And that's what they would do. Because when you have, I mean, (laughs) rampant sexual immorality, you're going to have these unwanted, I dare not use the word unplanned, but an unwanted pregnancy. And so what are they going to do with that baby? And the far-reaching consequences of that foolish decision. And it's almost like Solomon in personifying wisdom is just saying, please get wisdom, be wise, live wisely, choose life. (laughs) Choose the path of wisdom as we're going to see. The same thing is true for wisdom on the other side of this. If, if foolishness doesn't cost one their life, it can certainly result in a ruined life for the rest of one's life. But so true for wisdom, living wisely leads to a blessed life and a fulfilled life. Verse 14, Do not enter the path of the wicked, And do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Just keep going. (laughs) For they, now this is interesting, verse 16, they do not sleep unless they have done evil. (sighs) What? They don't? Yeah. They, who? Who are the they? Oh, those who do evil. And Solomon goes on to say their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. That's how evil through and through they are. For they eat, verse 17, the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Stay away from them. Don't go anywhere near them. Run as fast as you can away from them. Now notice the contrast, verse 18. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble? My son, verse 20, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. In other words, Living wisely is to live a healthy life. Living foolishly is to live an unhealthy life. And yes, we're talking about physically, mentally, emotionally, our minds, our bodies, the health of our mental health, our physical health. Verse 23, 
And I want you to hang on to this one because we're going to talk a little bit about it. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes, guys, this is for us guys, especially when you're walking the beach, you know, Kailua Beach, just saying, let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. The implication being is that somehow you have set your foot to do evil. Remove it. Get it out of there as quick as you can. Get back on the right track, on the right path. I don't know if you notice this or not, but there's sort of a progression here. And Solomon, interestingly, it it will always start with the heart. Then he talks about the mouth, and then the lips, and then the eyes, and then the feet. Why? Because (laughs) going astray in the wrong way will always start in the heart. That's why in verse 23, we are admonished, exhorted, warned that we need to guard our heart. Why? Because out of it flow the issues of life. In other words, it will always start in the heart. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 15, beginning at verse 17. He's having this dialogue with the disciples about what makes someone unclean. And he says, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? I mean, this is a biological fact, okay? Without going into too much detail. You get the point, right? It's not what goes into the mouth, it's what comes out of the mouth. He says, the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. And these defile them. And then he goes on to list some of those defiling things that come from our hearts. He says, verse 19, for out of the heart come evil thoughts. First thing on the list. Well, that's interesting because, wait a minute, I I thought that thoughts come from the mind. No, (laughs) from the heart of man that Jeremiah said is deceitfully wicked. You, you, You have no idea. I mean, this is a, you'll forgive me, a very loose paraphrase. But what Jeremiah is saying, that the heart of man is so deceitfully wicked, we have no idea how wicked it is. It is beyond repair. That's why we need a new heart. Because out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, 
Murder? Yeah. You know, Jesus, it was so stunning to them at that time. I mean, they, they could not get their mind around what Jesus was saying when He said that you've heard it said of old, that thou shalt not murder. But I say to you, that if you <laughs> have hatred towards somebody in your heart, you've murdered them. That's murder. Oh, uh, you, you know that according to the law, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you have in your heart lust, you've committed adultery. Oh my goodness. In my heart? Yeah, in my heart. You know, sometimes we'll say of someone or to someone, oh, they have such a good heart. No, they don't. They don't. No, they, bless your heart. Listen, I need all the blessing I can get for my heart because my heart is deceitfully wicked. And man cannot know the heart. We cannot see the heart. We see only the outward appearance. But God sees the heart. That should terrify every single one of us here tonight in this Bible study. God sees and knows every thought of the heart, every motive of the heart. <laughs> I mean, this, this list is just horrific. This is what comes out of the heart that defiles us. Evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. Now I want to ask you a question. Don't you think it's interesting that in this list where you have things like murder and adultery, and those are biggies, right? That there's also in that same list false testimony and slander, gossip. Bear with me for a second. You know, we might judge somebody for something in their life. Oh, they have a problem with alcohol. They have a problem with drugs. They have a problem with this. They have a problem with that. And in our piety, in our pride, spiritual pride, the worst, we point the finger of blame all the while, it could be argued that we're more guilty because of the tongue that we have. The words of wisdom the book of Proverbs provides weren't meant to only be applied to life in the author's time. They were also meant to benefit generations to come, including you. All ages and walks of life can benefit from this book in this modern world. Proverbs gives you practical advice for living a life that's pleasing to your Creator. It also shares insight for ways to interact with others to not only show love, but to model Jesus. Pastor J.D. will have more to share from Proverbs when you join us next time on In Spirit and Truth. In the meantime, you can listen to more teachings from Pastor J.D. at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and even download our mobile app. 
This is a great way to keep Pastor J.D.'s teachings with you wherever you go and even share them with others. You'll find a link to download at our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. We also invite you to check out Pastor J.D.'s weekend update, the Mideast Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. You'll find these updates on our mobile app or on our website. One more time, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. That's all we have time for today. We pray you've been encouraged by this teaching in Proverbs and that you'll continue to study them on your own. Tune in next time for more right here on In Spirit and Truth.